Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. 106 is the time. When I first started this radio program, one of the first stories we covered was an announcement by a man named David Neeleman, who had announced that he would be founding a a brand new uh, airline uh, under the name Breeze Airways. And I, I thought, oh, that's kind of interesting. But then I, I did a double take and I thought, oh, wait, hold on a second. I know that name, David Neeleman. David Neeleman, uh, you may have heard of him. He, he started years and years ago uh, an airline called Morris Air in the early 90s. Uh, that was sold and he would go on to found uh, a few other airlines, including JetBlue. Yeah, JetBlue. Uh, airlines. He founded that, ran that for a time, and went on to uh, other ventures like Asul. And then it was, uh, just over a year ago, it was announced that he would be starting Breeze Airways. And I have always admired David Neeleman. His uh, story is one I first came across when I was uh, reading a book, a book released about nine or ten years ago, and the title is The Mormon Way of Doing Business. Subtitle, How Nine Western Boys Reached the Top of Corporate America. There's an author named Jeff Benedict, who you may have read some of his stuff. Uh, one of his more recent works was a biography on Tiger Woods. A few years back, he wrote one on uh, Steve Young. He's written uh, there's a, a New England Patriots book by Benedict as well. And he did, uh, in about 10 years ago, write this book. And, uh, called the Mormon way of doing business. The way the book is structured is essentially it's like nine or so mini biographies, where he identified uh, some titans of industry, if you will, uh, the former CEO of Dell Computers, the former dean of the Harvard Business School, uh, Senator Mitt Romney is included, as well as uh, I think Glenn Beck's in there as well, uh, the founder of JetBlue, David Neeleman, and I, I knew nothing of. Neeleman beforehand. I knew JetBlue existed. I didn't know about Neeleman. And it's a remarkable story. And so when it was announced that Neeleman would be founding uh, or starting this Breeze Airways, which now, the reason we're bringing this up, is uh, now has uh, approval from the Department of Transportation to to get underway. Right? There are all the appropriate business deals uh, have been struck. All the planning has been uh, completed, and all the applications that have been submitted have been have been you know sent in, and they have been evaluated. And the DOT Department of Transportation uh, just Wednesday says, "Yep, you're ready to fly." That's pretty cool. Um, but the cool story here is uh, not the new airline, but rather the man behind the the airline. Uh, when, when this deal was first announced, 
I thought, you know what? I need to get that author on the line. I need to we need to hear some of the stories that I first read of all those years ago that uh, that shared with me the the, the cool aspects of of this of this Neeleman character. And so uh, let's revisit for just a few minutes here that conversation. As I spoke with the uh, biographer, Benedict, Jeff Benedict, he says that Neeleman has always been a disruptor. David is probably the most innovative. He has been the most innovative presence in the aviation industry for the last 20 plus years. Um, he's a disruptor. Uh, he's an incredible businessman. I think he knows more about airlines, particularly American Airlines, and he knows he's done more to change the way people fly than than we appreciate. So many things that are part of a flying experience today, from the minute you enter the terminal uh, to when you sit down on your plane to the kind of entertainment you watch while you're in the air, are things that are byproducts of David's brain. I mean, he He's revolutionized the way consumers travel today by air. That conversation uh, continued, and Benedict gave uh, this characterization of Neeleman as a human being. Um, I consider David one of the most genuine uh, and interesting people that I've that I've ever met. Um, he's incredibly caring. I think people, whether they've worked for him or just rubbed shoulders with him, would say that he's he's uh, he's one of the most caring people they've crossed paths with. That's certainly been my experience. Something I learned about uh, this character, David Neeleman, when he was running JetBlue, that was following the sale of Morris Air, which he founded uh, with a partner. And it was my understanding at the time that uh, as he was leading JetBlue, that his salary was uh, $1 a year. He maintained ownership, and so there's you know great wealth that you derive from that. But uh, in terms of salary uh, delivered to the CEO, it was $1 a year, and that he, you know, to cover living expenses and all, uh, was living off the proceeds of the sale of Morris Air. I, I don't know how that's how, you know, if he's kept up a similar practice as he's gone on to found uh, now, I think, two or three subsequent airlines, including this most recent Breeze Airline, which is the reason we're talking about David Neeleman here. And uh, and real quick, what sets or what Mr. Neeleman hopes will set this Breeze airline apart from the rest is uh, the planes will be a bit smaller and they will be flying to uh, what the application to the Department of Transportation uh, describes as neglected, forgotten markets. So certain cities that for uh, some time have been just flyover cities. Now, if uh, if Breeze is successful, there will be uh, there will be airports, there will be uh, stops, and transportation will be available uh, for travelers in those areas. Uh, lastly, before we wrap this up, I, Jeff Benedict, again that biographer who wrote about David Neeleman, and I had a chance to speak to. Uh, just last year, he talked about, uh, well, he shared two stories, two interesting stories uh, about this man, this uh, this CEO, this entrepreneur on a grand scale, especially in the aviation industry. Uh, here's one of those such stories. The first time I saw him and met him, I was waiting outside his office for to interview him. And um, he walked by me. I think he'd come out to get something, and he was walking back into his office. And he stopped and backed up, and he goes, are you Jeff? And I said, yes. And he greeted me and then said, you know, I'll be with you in just a minute. And then he invited me into his office a few minutes later. 
And when I came in, I, I could just tell right away, this guy is different. His office was very modest. It was small. It was simple. Um, it, there was nothing pretentious about it or him. Uh, he was, you know, sipping soup out of a paper cup while, while he did an interview with me. And, and, um, and I remember what I remember most about it was the interview went long and I missed my train. This is in New York City and I had a, a three hour train ride home to Connecticut. And when he realized I'd missed my train, he offered to drive me home. Amazing. And this was someone that I literally had known for an hour and a half. Yeah. And and he did drive me. I mean, that's that was my introduction to him. And so, I, to me, anecdotally, that should tell you a lot about the kind of person he is. Before we go to break, uh, one last quick story, just under a minute, uh, as shared with us just over a year ago by Jeff Benedict about this man, again, the founder of JetBlue Airlines, Morris Air, others, uh, Asul, uh, and WestJet, now responsible for Breeze Airways, which is... Uh, about to start flying. It's got it's all all the approval it needs. Uh, last story before the break. Yeah, he did so many things that, from a corporate standpoint, that were just so unusual. I mean, uh, I, he you know he parked his car in the employee parking lot with everybody else. He didn't yeah. have an assigned space. I mean, this is the guy who founded the company, yeah. and he uh, when he'd ride the elevator, which I did with him multiple times. I was always impressed that when you know. When we were coming down the elevator and we'd be stopping on different floors and employees would be getting on, he knew people's names. Absolutely. I mean, even in the mailroom, he knew who worked for him. And he treated people like whether you were in the mailroom or in the corporate suite, he treated you the same. That's the kind of stuff that I – like you can't, you can't fake that. That sure. wasn't done to impress me because I was a journalist. That's just the way he was. All righty. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, and it has led him to much success. And I'm anxious to see how this new airline goes, based right here in Salt Lake City. Breeze Airways about to get underway. We'll follow that uh, and certainly have a close eye on how things develop for this brand-new airline. Quick break. When we return, uh, we're going to talk about how you might be able to get the vaccine early. Uh, There is an attempt by one of these smart app developers to, uh, to help make sure that every single dose that comes out of the refrigerator finds its way into the arms of some American. What that, what's that mean? What's it mean for you? We'll find out next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.